This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey folks, Bayou Benders here to talk to you guys about DraftKings. Two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Folks, if you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for shots at millions of dollars in total cash prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout this week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of fucking dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Awesome co-host Corey, how are you, buddy? Okay, um, little disheartening day. You know, it's a, it's a tough day with uh, with some of our friends of the podcast uh, on TSN ten forty. Um, sure, by the time you guys hear this, you guys would kind of be filled in as to what happened. I know Mason, you had said something nice on Twitter about it earlier, but it uh, it's a bit depressing. Yeah, it's um, not a great look for bell but apparently they don't give a shit and why should they they're a fucking monopoly in canada um we've talked about it off air before privately Corey. i've kind of trying to explain it to you Mm -hmm. uh canada pays the highest phone rates of any country in the world and that's because there's only two companies bell and rogers um and when you allow a monopoly in which bell has constructed and reigns over they can do whatever the fuck they want and now we're seeing that real people, their lives are being affected. They've like, <laughs> what a classless fucking move from a multi-billion dollar com- company um, in the midst of a pandemic who received hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation from the government so they wouldn't have to fire employees. But I don't know. I'm, I feel very strongly about this and I'm sure that's pretty evident. And my thoughts are with all those affected from the guys and women at 1040 to the ones that in Winnipeg and Hamilton, who also got fired today as well. Yeah. uh, It's tough. I think uh, Bell has solidified. It's like truly evil empire status. Um, I think it's just so hypocritical to have a Bell Let's Talk Day and try to, you know, promote and support, um, you know, being able to talk to someone um, 
with what's going on in your life and then have a company completely not worry about the mental health of their employees during the worst time in just about everyone's lives. Uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. I think it's bullshit. Uh, we had Bell South. Bell South fucking sucked. And it's no longer in this region, I guess, because they fucking were trash, I'm sure. Um, Bell Canada or whatever the fuck y'all want to call it. They suck, too. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, but uh, our thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to any of the ones that you mentioned. Uh, I forgot that it was beyond just Vancouver, but that, that's tough. It's a tough day for them. But uh, I did hear one one. I wouldn't say positive, but it, one of the better things about today, uh, Elijah, a friend of the podcast from Stick and Rink, said that all the guys of well, all the people of 1040 all got together at one bar and kind of had like a a last hurrah. And I think that's awesome that they were able to, you know, to get together. And I'm sure they planned something. And um, best wishes to all of them and their future endeavors. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, definitely a tough day in the world of sports, for sure. Yeah, and uh, for, for it to be changed out to a uh, like a stand-up comedian show that's that's so classless. Um, most people listen to Spotify and have access to things like that where they can listen to their favorite comedians. They don't need to worry about radio. I think it's just a cheap. It's a cop out because then you don't have to hire anybody. You can just play the same audio. It's bullshit. Fake. It's fake radio. It's so. I guess that's the last thing I'll say about it. If you have anything else other than fuck, fuck Bell, but yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. Um, I mean, obviously, there's stuff that goes on beyond the scenes that we don't know about, but it just seemed kind of gutless from my opinion. Um, the fact that they ended their explanation by playing Good Riddance by Green Day kind of put some salt in the Terrible them. fucking song as well. So just... I mean, I like that song, but not not appropriate in that situation. Um, yeah. it, uh, I don't know if you're too young to have seen this movie, but it's called... Uh, I think it's called Airheads. And it's... Um, it's like super young Adam Sandler, um, Steve Buscemi, and um, Brendan Fraser, and they go to they go to hold up a radio station to get their music played over the radio. But like a, a, an extra to the plot is that the radio, their favorite radio station, is about to get they're all about to get fired, and it's going to be changed into another. It's like a smooth listening radio station you know and it's like how they try to take back what's theirs but uh that's what my mind went to today reading all of the horseshit that's going on with with uh with bell's radio people yeah it's tough but look i had a i had a question that um i thought of after after our talk last last episode about wayne gretzky and thank you to everyone who uh supported our last episode uh it's just awesome to have a topic about how good Gretzky is. And then the day it comes out, everyone's talking about how Wayne Gretzky is, you know, basically the bookmark for hockey. But um, we had, we had brought up uh, the topic of like domination 
uh, in your sport. And I wanted to know if there was ever a moment because you had kind of preluded to it, but like, has there ever been a moment in your young life where you were like the Wayne Gretzky of that day for any type of sport you play? I know you play soccer and stuff like that. Um, I don't think I've ever dominated at a Wayne Gretzky level in any sport. <laughs> well, I don't, otherwise, I don't, I don't otherwise mean like, I would not be on this podcast. Let me tell you that much. No, I mean, I mean, like, like, was there one day where you were just lights out, like unstoppable? Say you're at gym and you guys are playing a, a game of soccer, or basketball, and you were just like untouchable. I mean, like. Yeah, I um, uh, I I don't uh, like talking about myself because yeah. I find most no most athletes do talk about themselves and they're kind of assholes, right? And that never resonated well with me. But yeah, I've definitely had a few of those days. If if I had to pick one, my probably favorite sports memory was um, my last year of high school soccer. We made the uh, regional final. And to get there in the semis, we were down two goals to none in our in the 80th minute. And uh, your fucking boy came out clutch. I uh, took the ball and just ran as fast as I could because I track guy and uh, got a breakaway. Yeah, man, I uh, I got invited to nationals actually. Very nice, very nice. Um didn't attend because i would have got my ass kicked but i got the invite so <laughs> sometimes that's all that matters yeah and then i fucking sally just screaming my head off and i'm like let's fucking go boys like we we, we were back in this <laughs> right and it was a miserable day too it was like snowing and like oh like most fun soccer game i've ever played though and i look at the sideline and the fucking guy who always subs me out is standing there. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Coach subs me out after I score. And there's like 10 minutes left in the game. I was fuming on the bench. And then uh, <laughs> two minutes late, the guy who subs me out goes like, I'm sorry, bro. Like I told him to keep you in. And about a minute goes by, he runs past the, he runs past the bench and goes, Kerr, he's our coach. Put Mason in. I can't do this. So next whistle, puts me in, and I fucking scored to tie it. So look at you. Yeah, we we went on to win that game in penalties. I scored in the shootout, and we won it. So if I had to say I had a Gretzky moment, that'd probably be it. <laughs> I like it. Uh... I don't know if Gretzky was ever benched in the fucking vital moments of a game, though. Well, maybe a coach just wasn't the smartest person in the world. Um, uh, you, you know. don't have, you don't have to answer. I'm, I'm not about yeah. to I'm not about to get you in trouble with a guy in your small ass town. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, I had like a moment like that, and I think it's so funny because I've predominantly been overweight my entire life. Um, but I I played a lot of sports, um, until until I I, I started skateboarding and fucking doing my rad shit but um as a kid i loved baseball because there was no fucking hockey down here so i played baseball 
And I remember we were in a tournament and we had to play three times that day and it was well in the hundreds. And this particular stretch of time, I was, um, I was a catcher and it was one of my favorite positions because I literally was the closest to the bench and I could squat and kneel. And my goal was to just fucking be there and be a presence. And I could talk shit to people, which was fun, you know, at nine. And I remember um, our pitcher was trash. And I think, it, I think we had like two or three guys, guy on third, guy on second. Um, guy who's up to bat is supposed to be like a, a big leaguer. Uh, we were playing what's called Carolyn, Carolyn Park. And uh, they were they were the business back in the day. Oh, they and, were the they were the nine year old shits. Yeah, they they were like uh, if you came if you came from from there there not Carolyn Park. I'm sorry. Um, it might have been Carolyn Park. I don't remember. It's been I've smoked too much in my life. But uh, so these kids from down the road, they were like the elite fucking the elite fucking team to play with. You know, if this was your district, you know, you you had like the best equipment, the best kids, and all that shit. Like, <laughs> people would like. You know, like, oh, well, like, we'll use your grandmother's address to get you to play for for them. And I played for Versailles, which was, like, the poor kids' badass team. So it was, like, a bunch of, like, kids that were, like, yeah, we ain't got no fucking money, but <laughs> we got talent, you know? So so um, I just remember I was as funny as it is. I'm, like, trying to get in this kid's head. And anyway, he just fucking – shitty shitty fucking pop fly right just poof just threw it up in the air i just threw my fucking mask off like a goddamn just classless asshole throw it off throw it to the side move everyone to plate catch that motherfucker three outs go in the fucking dugout uh i'm like fourth or fifth to bat i fucking slam one back like <laughs> two two runs off of him so big I'm like out of shape and just like come on just just like a kind of walking jog it wasn't out of the park, so I'm like, fuck, come on. I'm fucking just jogging it up, getting my pace in, dude. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I make the third. And um, I didn't know that at this age you were allowed to fucking run the plate. So dude crowds a plate, and my coach is like, fuck it, run through them. And I was like, I didn't know. So I take that out. Uh, but next time, it's my chance to do it again. Dude tries to cover the plate because they, they, I'm slow, so they, it's going to get to him first. Well, I fucking steamroll this kid, and <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, I didn't want to hurt him, but I ran through this fucking kid, and his parents were like, that fucking piece of shit. So uh-huh. anyway, I just – I end the game. Like, uh, I was one of, like, the – one of the runs that, that helped us win game one, and uh, it was a great feeling now, but at the time I was just like, I think his dad's going to want to fight me after the game. But uh, awesome. I was I was so critical to my team. Um, and that was probably the best story I have for baseball, other than playing in our shitty little minor league baseball stadium for the junior kids world series. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, I, I did have another one, and it was just like the only moment – that was really legit as fuck playing hockey. Uh, when I for Hurricane Katrina, I had to go to I had to go to Texas, 
and I had to go to this school for super rich kids that were fucking all assholes and called me like a refugee and shit. It was like five like Katrina kids there. And I remember we were playing fucking hockey and <laughs> just I just lobbed it up and it went in the net and people were so blown away by that. And um, they were all just trash as fuck. I remember like it was the most exercise I probably gave myself. The most energy I had towards any type of event was when I found out that they played floor hockey there. And I had played that since like a kindergartner. So like, I guess to, to make, to, to just feed it, I was the biggest kid at that school. So like, <laughs> so like I'm like Josh Anderson, no one's moving me off the puck. So I had a great game, but, um, <laughs> I thought I thought about it. You you had mentioned something about you know uh, uh, dominating a game, and I was like, I wonder if Mason's got any. But uh, I guess that's enough about last episode's funnies. Uh, I hope you guys found that funny to an extent that uh, I, I could have ruined a kid's childhood and then um, looked like a fucking overweight U.S. born player, like overweight Patrick Kane. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I'm having fun. Uh, this is we we are recording, folks, on on a Tuesday, so it's it's before the game, so we don't really have an update yet. Hopefully, um, after the game, we can jump back on and do a little something. Not guaranteeing anything, but we're gonna do our best. But uh, as of right now, we have a little bit of Habs news. So, scrolling Twitter earlier today, and I saw our friends at the Habs Chronicle had mentioned that Armia was back to practice in a contact jersey. He's wearing the gray ones, so that's a that's a good example and understanding that he's back on a contact ability, but playing alongside Perry, Toffoli, and KK. So um, I don't know if they would roughly play him right away. I think if it was up to me, I probably think he's probably going to get sit at least one more game if they were going to move him in just to make sure. Um, but this is it, – it's tough to, to find – you know, do we slot Perry out? Do we move Armia back in? But it's great to know that we have that availability back for Armia when he's ready, or at least when the team's ready to bring him back. Yeah, no, um, I'm actually curious to see what happens with Armia. I usually have an opinion, but like I, it's a good decision to have to make, I guess, a good problem to have, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to make it. We're winning with Perry, but we were winning with Armia. So what do you do? I don't think personally I would, if I had to lean one way, I don't think I would take Perry out going into the Leafs game. I don't know if I want a rusty Armia to play his first game back in what's probably going to be a heated affair in Toronto. So like you said, I would probably sit him one more game. And then it'll be interesting to see where where he finds himself in the lineup later because he will find himself in the lineup. It's He's had too good a start not to. Hundred percent, and now I've uh, I've pulled up the schedule, and and this is pretty tough to to think what game you would slot Armia back in. You got you know uh, tomorrow he's uh, we're going to be playing Toronto the following day. The Oilers, I guess, somewhat of an easier game for him to come in and play, but it's also you know you're worried about Connor Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle bit a bit on the run right now. But then the following game is also in Toronto, and then then you have a week off. So it's like, I almost feel like it might be better for him just to maybe play like the Oilers or the away game and then get that week's rest 
and then, you know, see if he's back in the lineup after that. But, like, maybe give him one game to try to get back in the mix. But I don't know, game one against Toronto uh, for us at home is the best is the best place for him, you know. I think yeah. this game is too is, is too important to, yeah. to bring in a little bit of rust on the line. And, I mean, we can't 100% say that, that he's going to be rusty, but it's like I don't think that's a – I mean, we're playing fucking Toronto, who's playing just, just as good as we are right now. I don't think that's the best decision. No, I agree. I uh, don't think – like I said, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mix things up against Toronto. And moving on to that topic kind of – um, I'm really interested to see uh, how that game goes. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm going to stay off Twitter for a while if Montreal loses that game. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, it's tough. Um, I had been, I had a little back and forth with uh, with Ken, who does our, um, our Toronto podcast on THPN. I believe it's called Not Another Leafs Podcast or Leafs Pod. Um but yeah, uh, we we kind of went back and forth saying that you know it's it's such a great time for us to play each other ten times this year when both teams are so high caliber. And I took it; it's not the biggest shot, you know. Like you know, uh, it could have been a Toronto thing, but I don't think Ken was speaking it like that. I think it's really true though. Like uh, I grew up hearing about you know Boston and the Habs. I mean, that was you know my parents and my grandparents. That was their era. You know, but I didn't hear a lot about Toronto, and I think it's really awesome that both teams are doing so well. And I just, if we play to as high of a caliber as we're expected and as we're seeing as fans right now, then this should definitely make this rivalry kind of refueled. And I mean, shit, after after tomorrow, there's seven more games of it. You know, and yeah, it's exciting to say the least. We're in for some good fucking hockey. Um, here's to hope and Anderson doesn't play as well as he has. I know Lee Spence have been critical of him, but if you look at the advanced stats, that guy's been fucking on fire, especially mm-hmm. as of late. Um, man, like, I want to – I don't – I honestly have no prediction. I just – which is, I think is it's, tough. I think it's against a team like this, it's like – you almost like you can take the easy approach and be like, oh, we're going to kick their ass because fuck Toronto because we're not going to want anything to do with Toronto, you know, um, or you just be honest. And it's like it's kind of a, a standstill. You know, last season we there was games where we were five, you know, up five, five on them. And it's it's tough. You know, you don't know what we're going to be doing going into this game. We just came off of two brutal last games against Ottawa have a three-day break and then, you know, going to play Toronto, who's who really hasn't had a break and has been on quite a heater. You know. um, I think it's it's tough to even say that, you know, where it swings right now. So I'm not going to take the easy approach and just say, fuck Toronto, we're going to win. That's what we all want, but I'm not going to say that and then feel like a complete shit watching the game tomorrow, you know, if it goes if it goes south. Yeah, I uh, I actually think Montreal's at a bit of a disadvantage here. Having the rest is obviously beneficial, but yeah, but too much rest is, is. I would rather be. I'd rather. Yeah, I'd rather be coming off of the streak Toronto's been on, 
then come off a three-day period of rest and go into this game. 100%. Especially in a condensed season like this, like you've got to mm-hmm. stay, got to stay in it, right? And this is the Toronto's- biggest game so far this season, just because we're neck and neck at the top of the division. So yeah, and let's not mix anything up. Montreal, like we said, should have beat Toronto in the first game. Unfortunate bounces, a ref's fucking fat ass blocking Drew Ends clearing attempt, and overtime madness is what lost us that game as well as mm-hmm. Freddie just being phenomenal. So this game's going to be a lot closer than I think people realize. Like, I don't think we're going to see a blowout here, knock on wood. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun game to watch. And if I'm not able to watch it tomorrow, it's definitely going to be recorded. So, fuck, I'm just excited for Leafs Habs hockey. Um, we got a nice taste of it the first game of the season, but it feels like eternity now, like yes, an, an eternity absolutely. ago. And uh, about about the resting, how you said, uh, I love how you put it. it. It almost feels like you you just wish that it was kind of reversed, like we were playing Edmonton after the three day break than Toronto, because the 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 Toronto series, this one Toronto game, is more important if than a win or loss against the Oilers on Thursday. I think this is so much bigger, not just just for the standings, but for the community itself. Like you need a win against Toronto, you know. There's so much shit talk about how the Canadians are just average. Oh, it's, it's it's a fluke. It's just something that it'll pass. You know, they'll fall off. So every time you play Toronto, you got to really beat the shit out of them, you know. So, yeah, it's a little short. But, uh, folks, we're going to we'll talk to you guys next time. Hopefully we can get a little something um, after the game tomorrow. Uh, as always, you know, we really hope for the best for the Habs. They've really given us no reason to hate them this season. We'll just leave it as that. Please, guys, follow us on Twitter at Half Nightly and by Defenders. And we will talk to you guys soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.